You are listening to a Blazing Caribou Studios production. Morning, everybody. This is Victoria, your dog guru, and today we are talking about probably one of the more difficult topics to discuss, and that is really inspired by a recent loss. Um, if you're a member of the group Dog Guru Hounds on Facebook, you probably already know this. Uh, it's the reason that there's been a delay in our episodes, and that is just because uh, I was in the process of letting go of my best friend. And I'm sure many of you, if you haven't already lost a pet or gone through this and maybe this is your first dog, I can't prepare you for this. But my goal in talking about this today is in hopes that it may help somebody a lot in the future. Um, There were resources available that I didn't initially know about before I had to say goodbye to my dog, Bear. And it took me two weeks before I felt like I could talk to people about any of this. Um, And it's not because I felt like it was a horrible situation. Uh, Quite the opposite, actually. I feel like his story is really special. But I think, like any of us, when we lose someone who's close to us, we need time. I think the hardest thing for me was accepting how hard this was going to be because here I am, a professional, somebody who's, I've actually lost a dog before and had to make the decision to put the dog to sleep. But the whole situation was completely different. I walked in with a dog that was acting out of sorts and I walked out without a dog. So it was all very sudden, and I can empathize with any of you who have experienced that. It's traumatic. It doesn't give you time to prepare yourself to say goodbye. And for those of you that don't get that opportunity or the time to say goodbye, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry because I know how hard that was for you. I've been you. But let's talk about when you feel it's coming, when you know that the end is near, but you don't know exactly when. I think that is its own source of trauma, or it can be. The reason for that, for me, is always the question of when and and am I sure. So you might be sitting there and your dog might be sick right now and you might be like, is it time? And there are a lot of things that you'll... I mean, if you have a close relationship with your dog, you're going to start sensing changes in them. But, you know, I think it's a very personal decision. I'm not going to say A, B, or C, or D equal. You should just... It's time. Uh, I will say, if I ever... Personally, if I know an animal is suffering... I would let them go. But in 
the story I'm about to tell you, my most recent uh, loss, it isn't, it wasn't sudden. Um, He had lived a really long, beautiful life. And he had been my service dog the greater part of his life. He was actually the first one in my life to notice that I even could benefit from a service dog. He was like, eh, some stuff's going on. You need some help. And he started mitigating things that no one else even knew initially, including myself, were going on. So while I was in the midst of figuring me out, I had this amazing dog helping me through it. And he didn't talk back and he didn't expect me to, you know, find a cure or heal faster. I think, you know, when you, I think that's the most giving thing in an animal is they never stop. And it's the most selfless love because they are really, they're really here for us. They'll listen to every story you have. You know, they take your confidence and they protect your emotions because they become kind of like a safe haven for them. I mean, who hasn't gone home, had a really bad day, no one else is in the house, and you just hug your dog? I've done that so many times. I've come home from the worst days and just cried into my dog's fur. And I'm an adult woman, you know? And I'm... I mean, by all accounts, I'm a really strong person, but I had a unique relationship with my dog in that, especially when you have a service animal, like they become almost like a limb. You don't live a day without them. You don't experience life without them. And it bonds you in a a unique way. I don't want to say that I was more bonded to my dog than any other dog owner. I would just say it's different. And so when you suffer a loss and you know that that your service dog is at the end of their life, part of you is scared, really, really scared. Like, how am I going to manage? And, and a lot of people mitigate this by training and understudy, as I like to call it, um, a service dog in training, so that when the older dog is ready to retire, let alone at the end of their life, but when they're ready to retire, um, there's something in place. Now, I did, I went through this process, actually. Um, Technically, I had a service dog in training. And now, unfortunately, despite the fact that the dog has an amazing heart and a good mind, and there are a million things I love about this dog, he has a medical issue and that will prevent him from doing his job. So unfortunately, despite the fact that the training is there and his willingness to do it is there and it's not going to work out. So as I was losing my older dog, I knew I didn't have anybody to stand in his place. So that made it even more terrifying. Um, but I, I knew it was coming, you know, like I said, he had lived a very long life. I just, I almost didn't know myself without him in a lot of ways because I grew up with him, 
You know, I, I started my young adult life with this dog at my side and then he became so much a part of my day that when I knew I was losing him, it was like losing part of myself. Um, and I feel like when you have a really close relationship with your dog and then you come home and the jingle of their collar isn't there, it is just the hardest thing. So I want to talk about what the signs were for me, how I knew we were at the end and what I kind of struggled with because there really was, there's a good ending to this story, you know, and it won't be like all our other episodes, you know, usually those are super exciting or, um, you know, I'm always in a perky, happy mood, but this is very real. Um, and, and I don't have a lot of episodes where I go into very personal things, but this is very personal to me. His memory for me is very, very well protected in my heart. So this is me putting myself kind of on the stand for you guys today and telling you about my experience largely because I really want you to know some of the things that I learned about exist. Um, it could really ease some of this pain for you and it could help alleviate some of the struggles that you, we all, um, I think, wrestle with when losing a pet. So for my dog, you know, I could tell he was really fatigued. Um, it started by he was laying down a lot. Um, and when I say laying down a lot, like he wouldn't get back up when he would see somebody come in the room like he normally would to, to greet us. So that was the first thing. Then he started camping out outside a lot. He didn't want to come inside. Um, often dogs, if they can kind of sense the end, and I think that they can, um, call me crazy if you want, but dogs can sense things that people can't. Um, and I feel like they create some distance so that we create some, some emotional distance so that we're ready. Um, and I think it's a small selfless act that they give us. I have no, uh, you know, scientific proof to back this up. This is anecdotal at best, but I've seen this in more than my own dog. Um, there were many clients that were report in their dog's old age that they started staying outside and they didn't want to come in and, and they were kind of posting out there, even if the weather was bad. Um, and that the owners would, and, and I did this too, have to either scoop them up or herd them inside H E R D not hurt. Okay. <laughs> um, you know, to make sure that they weren't harmed or bothered by the elements or got sick that way. Um, the next thing I started noticing is he was eating a lot less. And my dog loves to eat. So, I mean, he would bark at me to let me know when it was dinner time. And then that started falling off. And so when we got towards the very end, um, he had completely stopped eating kibble and he would only eat human food, which was fine with me because, you know, honestly, I would have given this dog whatever he wanted. I mean, whatever he would eat, I would have fed him as long as it was healthy, <laughs> not, not like unsafe for him to eat. Um, because he had earned it. I mean, if you want a burger, cool, 
So, um, I really didn't want to go through what I went through before, which was I had taken my last dog in. I knew it was a situation where the dog was probably really sick, but I, like I told you, I didn't expect to be walking out without a dog. So, but that was just a really hard environment to say goodbye in. You know, it's, for me, even the nicest vet's office can feel really cold. Um, and it, I think it's just because it's a medical environment, you know, it's a sterile place with hard surfaces. And I just, I don't know, my dog, I can tell you with absolute certainty, was never a fan of going to the vet. And I'm sure some of you out there who are listening to this are nodding and going, yeah, my dog hates the vet. Um, and so when my dog bear wasn't letting go and when he didn't want to eat I knew I had to make a decision because it wasn't right to make him suffer but it was also going to be really traumatic for me to bring him into a vet's office and his last thing be something I knew he didn't like so I actually had made up a plan where I wasn't going to make this a really depressing event where we were, I mean, I was anticipating the end. I mean, make no bones about it. I cried a lot about it. I was angry about it and he hadn't even left yet, but it was like, part of me was angry that I was losing my best friend. So I took some time off of work. You know, I took time away from work And I focused on just him and my family. And I was like, what would I want to do if I were a dog? And I thought about all of his favorite things, all of the things that when he was younger, he would light up if we did. And knowing that he had gotten to the stage where I was having to carry him outside just so that he could relieve himself, which he would, I knew he was of limited means and I couldn't just ask him to walk all over the place So wherever I went had to be close so that wherever he was, he could experience it from the car in a laying position. And I decided that I was going to take him near the water because he loves the ocean. And I rolled down the windows and I drove all the way up and down the road and I gave him his favorite foods and I made sure that he was comfortable and had a big dog bed to lay on and he parked up it was the most amazing thing like he just knew that this was for him and that even though I knew he couldn't do more I was gonna make the end of what was a phenomenal life special for him And I was feeling really brave (laughs) because this is very unlike me. And I reached out into our community and I was asking of areas I could bring him. And the absolute outpouring of love and support from my local community was unreal. Like so many people spoke out and said, I just lost my dog or, you know, I know I'm coming to this decision myself. You know, this has been so hard. I... 
you know, just amazing. People were posting photos of their dogs. They asked for photos of Bear, which I'll include in the show notes so you can actually see him for yourself. If you're not already, you can take a look at some of the photos on the Dog Guru Hounds group. But in the midst of this thread, I mentioned to somebody that, you know, he was holding on and it was very difficult because I wasn't going to snuff out a life um, that I wasn't sure was at its end. And as long as he was eating and relieving himself that, um, and I could tell he wasn't actually in pain, I wasn't going to do anything. And this one individual sent me a business card, um, like a screenshot of a business card for a company called Lap of Love. And I had never heard of it. Um, but it's a veterinary hospice program and they aren't, I mean, there, there's more than just the location near me. They work with vets all over the place, but veterinary hospice is something that you can search up and Google in your own area. And here is what was incredible. Um, when I first picked up the phone, it was the only call I've never wanted to make because It was me saying that this was the end. And that meant I was really starting to slow down that that clock. And that was a heavy, heavy undertaking for me. So when I called, this kind voice answered. And this really sweet woman, I'm going to give her a quick little shout out. Her name was Donna. Um, she was so sweet and she told me that, you know, whatever I needed, if I needed someone to talk to, um, if I had any questions, et cetera, et cetera, that they were there for that. And at that point, even though I wasn't scheduling anything for that day, I knew that those are the people that I felt I could trust. So I scheduled his crossing of the rainbow bridge for the following morning. And what that meant was they were going to come to my home and they were going to put him to sleep there. And that was really important to me because I didn't want him to be scared. I didn't want him to feel uncomfortable in his last few minutes. It was really important to me that he felt as safe as he made me my entire time with him. So when they came that next morning, I was dreading it. And when I heard that they were coming through the gate, I was just not ready. 100% not ready. But I had to do it anyway because, not because I had scheduled it. I mean, I was under no pressure at all. But because that morning my dog had decided not to drink anymore and he didn't want any human food either and he wasn't able to even stand. So I knew it was time. And I had to make the hardest choice that any of us have to make when it comes to loving an animal through its life. And that's the end decision. and, And I hope a lot of you don't have to make it. You know, natural you know, falling asleep and and never waking up. I mean, in some ways, I feel like that is a nice feeling in that you don't have to say, you don't have to choose when you're saying goodbye. 
But if you have to, this was a really beautiful way to do it. I mean, the vet- the veterinarian came over. She was quiet and she was calm and she introduced herself and she introduced herself to my dog and she pet him and she gave us our time and our space and she told us everything that she was going to do and she asked us how we wanted you know to be around him if we wanted to hold his head and he left this earth hearing how much we loved him in our arms in his home and that's to me on the heels of his most amazing last few days where I went out of my way we all did everyone in my family did we went out of our way to make this the most amazing end because he had given us all so much and so I am grateful to services like Lap of Love. They gave us a paw print of his and a lock of his hair. And they were so sweet. They gave us a book that kind of talks about grieving. And I think that that's important because you have to let it in. And there are going to be, it'll come in waves, you know, just like any loss. This is no different than losing any friend. Or any family member. I mean, if you really love your dog and you're very close to them, not all people look at dogs the same, and I recognize that. Um, and it doesn't mean they don't love their pet. But if you're going through this and perhaps you don't want the same options that you have utilized in the past, perhaps it is more appealing to you to do this in the comfort of your own home. I recommend looking up a place like this. So veterinary hospice. So that's the first thing I wanted to bring up because it was just the most incredible supportive experience that I feel that everyone should have that level of support. And their level of thoughtfulness really is transparent. You know, they sent me a card afterwards that the doctor did with her condolences and it just it was so meaningful it's little things that add up that have helped me go through this process in a more constructive way and as I am I mean you can hear it in my voice I'm not over this I'm not through it but I'm strong enough to know that I have to do something with this information. It isn't fair to keep it to myself and, you know, for others that could be suffering or their, their pets could be suffering and I'm not giving them other things to think about. I'm not talking about a way out. It's not a way out. It's still going to hurt. But if you can ease the process or if you are sitting there and you're like, man, you know, when my dog you know, reaches the end of their life, I'm going to go take him to the beach and have a burger, you know, thank you. I'll be glad that this reached you and meant something to you so much so that you wanted to make a moment in your dog's life important to them because they give so much to us and they never stop. No matter how upset you are with them, no matter how many ups and downs you experience in life, they will never look at you like you're less. 
And I think that that is just the most beautiful love. And I think it should be celebrated. And I don't just think it should be celebrated at the end of their life. I spoiled my dog all the time. <laughs> I mean, he knew I, he had my number. And his memory is, like I said, very well protected in my heart. You know, I will feel this loss differently than most because not only our length of time together, but also just how I'm letting it in. I'm not just dismissing it and being like, well, it was a dog. Yeah, he was a dog, but he was my family. And if you have a family member at home that you love as much and maybe you're just at the beginning and this doesn't apply to you. Maybe just save it for later. Just knowing that there are more options than having to walk into a vet's office. And if that's what you want to do, that's fine too. You know, maybe I I had um, a family member who their dog loved their vet. I mean, loved their vet. And so they wanted their vet to be the one who helped them say goodbye and helped him cross the rainbow bridge. And if that is what you want and that's your comfort zone, I am not against it. I just knew from my dog, it was not the way he wanted to end his story. I I would know, right? I just know his personality. And then um, I want to talk about something that isn't really talked about when it comes to pets. And this isn't just for dogs. It's just the loss of any animal. You have the right to grieve that. I don't care if anybody else thinks it's ridiculous and you're a crazy cat lady because you're not. Um, I, I empathize and sympathize with your pain. And I'm here to tell you that you're, I implore you to grieve this loss. Not because you know me and not because we're friends, but because a life loved and celebrated should be grieved. You essentially witnessed something that was important and special to you. And while you'll have a million memories to reflect back on right now, it's okay to let it in, to feel it, to feel the pain to have moments of joy when you're thinking about those memories and then one of those waves just comes through and to feel that too. Um, you know, one of the things that Lap of Love offered and a lot of uh, veterinarians will offer you is the option of cremation. Uh, there are pet cemeteries and there are other options with what you can do with the remains. Like, for example, you can do a private burial, you can do a group burial, you can do a private cremation or a public cremation. Now, private cremation, you'll actually get remains back uh, in an urn or however your vet or service arranges it. Um, So you want to ask these questions before it's the day of, because you're not going to be ready to answer them then. You're going to be in a very different state of mind, and you're not going to want to answer what to do with your beloved friend once you've lost them. So my advice is to kind of have answers to these questions before you actually do say goodbye or before the day you say goodbye. And then, you know, there are more permanent ways of keeping them with you. There are ways to 
take ashes and put them into jewelry. There are uh, a lot of people make memorials with their pets' ashes or spread them. Some people keep them right on their fireplace or in their room. You know, I'm not here to tell you what to do with your pet once you've lost them. That's a very personal decision, and no one else should tell you either. Um, You know, I think, you know, for my part, I have thought of a million ways to honor my dog's life. And one of the ways I started was I'm actually writing a book about him. So that is one way I'm going to celebrate his life and memory. So stay tuned because I might be announcing, uh, actually putting that out somewhere someday. But in the meantime, um, I really do hope that for anybody listening, you understand that this is not meant to upset you or, or be the saddest episode you've ever heard. It's, it's meant to tell you that the end is still in a lot of ways to be celebrated. And that's something that honestly, no one told me, you know, the end is always so sad. And I, I don't want everybody to think, I mean, if, if that's how you want to find your peace, then that's fine. But man, I wish I had had the opportunity now that I know that I can go through this process and have the best day ever with my dog until he leaves here and then have someone come here and bring him to rest should the need arise, that almost gives me peace in and of itself because it's like, there's someone out there that will help ease this process who understands how hard it is for you. And who is going to take your hand while you take their paw. Um, I want to thank everybody who listens to my show every week and who writes in. I will be back answering your questions as usual next week. Um, Like I said, I am still grieving and I'm taking some personal time right now. But I thought it really important to start talking about something that I don't remember coming up in conversation. I mean, losing a pet, yes, but how do we deal with the end? I don't know that anybody's ever talked to me about that before. So I figured I would. And I'd share my experience and all the things that helped make this process a little bit more bearable, even though it was so hard. And it is really, really hard. If you enjoy the show, please rate us on whatever app you're listening to us on or iTunes, Spotify, wherever you like us, please write us a review and rate us. I I would so appreciate it. And then also, um, if you haven't already, we would certainly appreciate it if you donated. You can do so at PayPal dot me slash your dog guru that's paypal dot me slash your dog guru and if you have any questions you can email them to me directly at dog guru here for you at gmail.com and i'd love to answer them i do have an episode coming up uh, where we'll be answering your questions i have a couple that have had to be backburnered and i apologize for that but i still have you guys on my radar i have saved your questions and i will be answering them in our next episode if you haven't written in just remember it's dog guru here for you at gmail.com and maybe i'll snag that too have a good day everybody this has been victoria your dog guru namaste
You've been listening to a Blazing Caribou Studios production. Support and subscribe to our Patreon at patreon.com slash blazingcariboustudios.